Hunger Games Fan Podcast, episode number 11. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Welcome back to another episode of the Hunger Games Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. We're here to discuss what is very close to the end of the first book. We're going to be talking about chapters 22, 23, and 24. That's right, my friends. If you have not read that far ahead, you might want to just take a little breather. Go read that book and... And then check it out. And of course, I can hear I can hear what everybody's saying right now in the back of their heads. It's like, are you kidding me? I finished this book weeks weeks ago, and you guys are just now getting to this part. Yes, <laughs> so, I can hear them saying that. Yeah, I know. I'm sure you can. All right. So anyway, um, before we get started right into the chapters, I wanted to share some uh, th- exciting things that are going on. First and foremost. I got a little link here that talks about the very first filming location. And this comes from the Hunger Games blog.wordpress.com. And it's actually spelled out the Hunger Games blog.wordpress.com. And they've got a picture of the uh, Henry Henry River Mill Village, which has been abandoned. And uh, Stephanie, you can see this old. Uh, you know, these old dilapidated, dilapid- right, right. yeah, what, easy for me to say, homes. Dilapidated. Thank you. You're welcome. And it says here, Henry River Mill Village. Uh, say that five times real fast. Seriously, that, that, somebody wasn't thinking that through. <laughs> will, will be the site of, the, of filming for the movie Artemis, which is w- the working title for the book, The Hunger Games. I didn't know that. So Most the- movies have a different working title. Okay, mm-hmm. but it's when the movie comes out, it'll be called The Hunger Games, right? It should be. I hope so. Anyway, um, so basically it says, so says the locals who have been in contact with movie officials. The Hunger Games is part of a trilogy, trilogy of books from uh, author Suzanne Collins that re- revolves around North America rebuilding itself after collapse. Other books in the trilogy are Catching Fire and Mockingjay, okay, it says McNeil said about 300 people will be working on the uh, Hildebrand site leading up to the shoot, and 1,000 people are expected to be working at the site during filming. 1,000 people, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Anyway, how sweet. Well, I, I mean, for they're going to need a lot of extras for like the reaping and. Yeah. And oh, yeah, I guess you know, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so it sounds pretty interesting. Uh, looking pretty cool there. If you guys want to check it out, you can head over to thehungergamesblog.wordpress.com my, um, and look for their May 10th uh, post on there. remember that there are... Um, 2011. There are 8,000 people in her district. Okay, yeah. Right? Isn't that what... She- that sounds interesting. Yes, uh, it sounds it sounds official. I, I'm gonna go with you, Steph. All right. Now I'm pretty sure that we read that there are eight thousand people in their district, and so if they did, you know, and they're not all in the square because they wouldn't all fit. So they're on side streets and stuff, watching it on the screens. So I think that um, that that's how they'll do it. Very cool. There's one of my favorite. Uh, one of my favorite 
shows is One Tree Hill. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite episodes of that show is in um, season four, and I think it's episode 17. Anyway, they're at this huge basketball tournament, and um, they didn't have enough extras to fill the stadium. Yeah, so and they had to computer generate some? <laughs> no, they used blow-up dolls. Nice. <laughs> and if you know it, if you know that, and, and you're watching, you can totally see it. It's Or maybe, maybe it's a different... Now I for now that I've said it out loud, I'm questioning if that's actually where it is. But there is one basketball scene in season four where it's blow up dolls at the top. Nice. It's pretty funny. Hey, I got another uh, thing I want to share with you. This is uh, from Michelle Forbes regarding the Hunger Games, and she joined GSPNCommunity.com yep. and uh, is now participating in our online discussion group related to the Hunger Games. She says this, the names for a lot of the characters in the capital are Roman type names. Cinna was a general. Caesar, Flavia, Portia. These are all ancient Roman names. Also, the author has stated that the books were inspired by ancient Greek, t- uh, an ancient Greek tale where Athens had to pay tribute in the form of seven young men and seven young women who were sacrificed to a... Um, Minotaur? Sure. On Crete? Mm -hmm. Also, she drew from her personal experience of losing her father in in the Vietnam War, which, by the way, when she talks about, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. Katniss losing her father, you can tell there's... You feel that, right. You feel that. So that makes a lot of sense. And then thirdly, she also drew uh, from Survivor, the reality show. Yes, I knew that. Very interesting. Uh, love the podcast. Keep them up. So thank you very much, Michelle, for that. And, um, you know, we're we're very glad to have you as a part of the community. And also, you know, I like when writers the, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I totally cut you off while you were talking to Michelle in the community site. OK, are we finished now? I, I'm done now. <laughs> I love when writers, um, authors write from a place of true emotion. Mm-hmm. I really do, because it it just. It makes it more real for the reader, you know. If you if you've experienced something and then write about like when she writes about um you know Katniss still waking up screaming for her father at times and you know I just I don't know. It was just yeah. Yeah. It's nice to fill in that detail because I had that I I I had a sense that she had, you know, she knew what true loss was. Right. Well, I, I'm eager to, once we get through these stories, to all, through all three of the stories, to actually get in and, and start delving in deeper to some of the things that are beyond just reading the story. Right. You know, and if you just let your work fall by for like two days. I can't do that, Steph. I've got too much work to do. I was just kidding. I right. know. <laughs> if you just let me. Though, uh, when I'm in New York, perhaps uh, we could actually read the entire book of um, Catching Fire. Uh-huh. And you could take notes, and then when I get back, we'll just have a big, huge, long recording day. Yeah. What do you think about that? Okay. Yeah? Seriously. You're telling me that while you're in New York, I could read Catching Fire? Yeah. Absolutely, I'll take that deal. Yeah, because actually, we might actually start... I could read it twice. We're probably going to start reading Catching Fire before I leave for New York, aren't we? I hope so. Yeah, because we'll be finished with uh, Hunger Games tonight. Are you going to finish it tonight? Well, I'll finish it tomorrow morning. Yeah, tonight or tomorrow morning, I will. Yep. 
Anyway, so uh, one other thing that I pulled up while I was searching around the web at, with my new obsession that I'm absolutely loving. Uh, this comes from, and let me see if I can tell you real quick who this is coming from. Her name is Savannah. She's actually a part of the Hunger Games Fireside Chat podcast, which uh, is a very cool podcast related to the Hunger Games. They have a big community that they get together and talk on the phone about everything Hunger Games related. So uh, check that out. Uh, you can just go to um, just go to iTunes and search for Hunger Games. You'll find uh, Hunger Games Fireside Chat. Anyway, Savannah put out there on Twitter. She said, "Did anybody know that tesserae uh, were were a type of dice used in Roman board games?" And so uh, here it is. You can actually see this uh, link. Where and of course I'm you guys listening can't see it, but uh, it says playing dice was very popular among the Romans. The pair of dice shown at the right was found at uh, Herculean Herculaneum Herculaneum. There we go, Herculaneum. Right? Would you say the Romans called these tesserae? Uh, but they also played with uh, tally or knuckle bones. The only difference between the Roman dice and modern dice is that the numbers were arranged such that any two opposite sides would add up to seven. Dice were shaken in a cup and then tossed, kind of like in Yahtzee. Anyway, but uh, the thing is, is tesserae. So this is actually something, uh, you know, with all the names, it's all very Roman. And um, here we're talking about tesserae as, as something that you go, that you put into kind of gamble, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, your life. And so... Anyway, interesting, interesting backstory, uh, and hopefully we'll be bringing a lot more of that stuff to the show. And so, thank you, Savannah, for putting that out there on Twitter, and congratulations to you guys making it into the top ten uh, with their fireside chat podcast related to hi- uh, Hunger Games. Right, pretty cool stuff. It was. All I right. was reading Savannah's other um, conversation, which. Like oh, yeah? that you've, which looks like it's from um, Secret Life of the American Teenager. Oh, really? <laughs> anyway, I was just, yeah. Are you going to go follow? Are you going to go characters. follow her now? Maybe. All right. I I had to unfollow someone. Oh no! I know. Why is that? They kept using the f word. Oh yeah. And I... it became it became a constant thing. And um, I have small children who are often on my phone and yeah, and see my um. That's a bummer. You know. So yeah, it's it's sad, but. Yeah. It's been something long overdue. Okay. Well, I will tell you what. I am now going to move over here to our other notes, and this is where we're going to pick up with chapter 22. So, um, great three chapters, by the way. Right. Read Well, it's hard for me to say that I read them. I listened to them all three while I was out for a walk today, which I'm sure I missed a couple of minor details, okay. which is I'm, I'm thankful that we have your notes and we'll be discussing these to make sure that I didn't miss anything important. But anyway, Stephanie, you want to start us off with the notes here and well, tell me what you were thinking. They're just, um, they're talking about, you know, who's left and, and, th- and, um, she, oh, yeah, tells, she, being... she tells, um, Peter, I think he would be our friend, mm-hmm. you know? Well, is it, did she, is this or where did she, she, does she say it or does she just think it? I don't know. But anyway, I think she actually she, said it to him. I think so. And and, and I, she generally um, liked him, you know, it was generally or genuinely. Um, yeah, both work anyway. Actually, okay. Gotcha. So 
What is this the part where she actually has to say what 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 happened? Um, it is. It's coming up here. Yeah. Oh, okay. And this is the first she's time just she's actually had to say up. it out loud. Yeah, she's just waking up, and he, he said, "It's good to see your eyes again." And you know, um, so she's just coming too, and she is going to have to tell him, you know, what happened, and um, and so, but they're having this whole conversation about um about owing someone something, and and she does tell him you know and and i hate you know he didn't want to owe me anything and so he let me go and she just like i owe you for the bread and he's like will you let the bread go <laughs> you just brought me back from the dead i think we're even now right right mm-hmm. and and she still she won't let that go she it's just she owes him she thinks right so anyway um He's, he's asking her, or she asks him, why did you help me that day? You know, you, you, obviously he took a beating from his mom. You know, why, why did he help her? And mm-hmm. he says, I think, you know, no, I don't. And seriously, <laughs> I'm completely clueless. She doesn't know. She still at this point has no idea. And, um, and so he says, he says, Hamish said you'd be you'd need some convincing. Is that how he yeah, says it? That's but, exactly what he said. And, and I don't understand this. I mean, she was kind of like, what does that, what's that supposed to mean? Right. And I don't know what it's supposed to mean. Well, Do he, I, he, I, I think that he confided in Hamage, you mm-hmm. know, how is he going to go into the arena and kill this woman that he loves? Well, girl, I called her anyway. Um, there, there's a, there's a, a time in, the next chapter or anyway, it's in this, it will be in this podcast where they have a very, these are two 16 year old kids conversation. And I really like that because it it really reminds you that, you know, they're kids Mm -hmm. anyway. But, um, but I think that he confided in Hamish and Hamish, she ain't going to believe you. (laughs) She ain't going to hear nothing of that. You know, she's just not that, I wonder if we will get in the movie within the script, mm-hmm. whether or not we'll get some, you know, a, a little insight into what that conversation between Hamish and Peter I hope was. so. I hope so. And this is one thing where they can take liberties with the movie because the book is from her perspective only. Right. You know, and, and there are, there are many times when I'm reading the book and I'm like, what's he thinking now? You know, or, you know, what is he thinking? I know right. you're telling me what she's thinking. She's totally doubting everything, but what is he feeling? Right. You know, what, let me ask so, you this. You know how in uh, twilight you have everything from um, Bella's perspective Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, you, you and I read the draft that is available on Stephanie Meyer's site for Midnight Sun, right? Which she did not finish, unfortunately. Um, but it's very interesting to hear the story being told. It is from Edward's perspective. Do you think that it would be equally as interesting to hear about everything we've read through the Hunger Games from Peta's expect it um, from Peta's perspective? Perspective, absolutely. Absolutely. It was, you know, what it was like to wake up in the bakery that day and go about his business. And they obviously all the shop owners closed early and absolutely. I, you know, what he thought when Katniss stepped forward for her sister. Yeah. Like knowing now how he feels, what that, you know, she was standing there, not the boy with the bread, 
that, know? Her, that his brother, and his older brother, the one that was still of age, didn't. Didn't step forward for him, well, this, you know? See, and this is where I don't think that I would like them to take liberty with a movie. Because I don't, I, I don't want conflicting stories, and and I guess the good. Well, see, th- I don't think the, it it doesn't have to be a conflicting story. It can be something as long as they. I don't mind them taking liberty and filling in things that weren't in this book, as long as they're seeking the advice of Suzanne Collins, which we know they are. Right. You know, and and that's one thing with the Twilight movies where I do think you know the first two, while I enjoyed the first one. And not the second, but but they fell short a lot. And Stephanie Meyer was part of that the whole way, but um, but I think that if they really stick with who Suzanne has made these characters to be, that we're not going to see that. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. All right. So anyway, uh, the- oh, and and like from you're asking me about Peta's perspective, would that be? I'd love to know what he was thinking while he was laying in the mud for three or four days, or yeah. however long now. You know, um, how much of that was he actually coherent? Or well, I, and you know? I want to know how he got hooked up with the careers and you know the, right. the agreements See, that they absolutely made. Absolutely, I would read that book. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, and and not to mention the fact that you know there was you know what what was he doing on the train and and. You know, and and what kind of conversation? And the conversation with Hamage when he said, I want to be trained. Separately. I want to be trained separately, you know? Yep, yep, yep. All right, so. uh, What did he show the game makers when he went in for his private session? (laughs) Right. Well, this is where Katniss is showing that she's still, you know, while she'll do what's necessary, uh, she says, I don't want anyone else to die. I don't want anyone else to die. Not even, I mean, she really doesn't even want to. I mean, if if Cato, if it came down to it, would she take Cato out? Yes, absolutely. But, she but doesn't if this want could to. end right now, yes, I, I would want it to end. Right. I don't want to take anybody's life. And uh, so it, it's um, it, it's hard watching her, you know, truly struggle w- with that. And you know, she she's a kid. She wants she wants to go home. Um, again, she's comparing him to Gail again. Yeah, I did more, get that. More comparing. Yep. And um and so it's it's but I don't know him yet. Like I don't know Gail yet. I am like if we were choosing teams, I'd totally be Team all for Peta. Yes. I absolutely. don't know. I think it's chapter twenty three or twenty four. I can't remember which one it is, but you know, he's kind of a he he's kind of a lightweight, you know. And he's kind of lived a different life. That's what I'm saying though. It's like when that it doesn't comes make down, him a lightweight. Well, when it comes down to, you know, who's So he going, doesn't know how to hunt. Yeah, okay. I don't know how to upload a podcast. <laughs> Do you hold that against me? No, no, okay. no, no. Besides, he's got a bum leg. <laughs> he's got a bum leg. All right. And it's, it's, they've lived, they're from different backgrounds. They are. And that's weird because they're from the same district, but they are. They, they're used to different lifestyles. Yes. And I loved how the story, and, and I know that we're going to get back with, uh, you know, we're going to jump all over the place because in my mind, these three chapters exist together right. as one big right. blob yeah. of what I listened to this morning. So one of the things that we learn is that Katniss thinks of, you know, these people who live in the merchant area of town, uh, that they all have life really easy. But well, they it's, don't. it's not true. And of course, she starts thinking, you know, it's like, wait a second, you know, I as a hunter, I bring my food home. We eat fresh food. Sometimes our food is so fresh. You're afraid it's going to run away. You're afraid it's going to run <laughs> away. I mean, but we have fresh food every day. And here, 
supposedly he has this you know very sweet life but the fact is is they only eat the bread that's left over and it's too stale that nobody what, else would want right nobody else wants so i i thought that i liked her you know kind of thinking about it a little differently but at the same time he's never gone hungry well no this well, well at the same time actually, though he does have it a lot easier because you know the situation is that while his food might be stale t- what she's doing to get her is her food is illegal and punishable by death. Right. Or imprisonment. I can't remember. Death. death. Yeah, public execution. We yeah, could remember we a bullet would be quicker than Oh, that's right. Yeah. Than starving to death. I gotcha. But is his life any better because his mother beats him regularly? <laughs> this is true as well. <laughs> her parents don't hit her. Oh my goodness. Did I so call it or what? What? Oh yes. The first day of school. <laughs> right. Yeah. I loved it. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, we're not there yet. Hold on. All hold right, on. We'll so, get there. We'll get there. So Hamid or or Peta says, I wonder what we'd have to do to get Hamish to send us some bread. And Katniss and knows. And she's like, I know exactly what. But it, and this is where um this is where I think her feelings, while still denied um by herself, are starting to change. I don't want to lose the boy with the bread. Yeah. You know, she she doesn't want she starts to think about what her life would actually be like if he was gone. Mm-hmm. And, and, and she doesn't she, like and the she thoughts. doesn't want right. She doesn't like that at all. So um but she wants to also she's like, I know what I gotta do to get food. I know what Heyman is expecting for food. And she's not she can't tell him. She but can't the, let him in right. on what's going on. No, but at the same time, whatever I'm feeling is nobody's business but my own. Yeah. And that part I agree with. She she's a sixteen year old girl who is is discovering I would say love for the first time. While she has a love for Gail, it's different right now. Mm-hmm. And um and so she she feels like that she should have a right to protect part of that yeah and i agree with her but this is they so they kiss again and it's the first time she's really felt like like something inside yes and i'm like this is the first kiss that makes me want another yeah and, and i remember having that you know i i remember having that at 16 and that's a fun experience yeah only hers is publicized for the yes. entire nation exactly so. no one else's arms have made me feel this safe see yeah well she, she, her, her, she, her feelings are changing. Yes, they are. And th- th- that note is only to say, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. You know, Hamage is our only hope. We're going to starve to death. Yeah. So basically she, she starts asking questions. She starts getting things, the conversation going and that leads one thing to another. They finally exchange in, the kiss and yeah. then it's like, okay, that's what I'm talking about. Right. Hamage does indeed send a parachute yes he does um and i love it she's like i can hear him in my head you know i can that's what i'm talking about sweetheart but the question that she asks Peta Mm -hmm. is so during your interview you said you've had a crush on me forever yeah when did forever start exactly and this is where the whole game changes for me because here you have you have katniss who you very well know is putting on a show and while she is starting to have real feelings, she's still putting on a show. Right. And, um, but at the same time, after this story, after this story takes place and he tells her on the first day of school, when we were five years old, you were wearing a red plaid dress and your hair was in two braids and you sang and I knew I was a goner. And, um, 
that can't be made up. That that's real. Yeah. So this boy really loves and her. And she still thinks she he's lying. She still thinks he's lying. But here's it's what like, we're going to have. What a great liar he is to come up with all that detail. But you know what we're going to have in the very near future? What's that? A heartbroken PETA. Because she's playing it up for the camera. And he's. And he and, is opening his heart for real. Yeah. And that breaks my heart. I'm like, I like this boy. Oh, I do too. And he, he's going to he's gonna get hurt, isn't yeah. he? Uh, I just, I don't know. Well, it, it, I mean, it, you can't have the story go on with the characters that have been introduced and not have a love triangle between Peta, Gale, and Katniss. Right. Oh, no. I believe there's going to be a triangle. I just think Peta's going to get hurt in the process. Well, that's true. And I don't want to see that. This is the whole get, uh, Kate, Jack, Sawyer thing. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I picked that team from very early on, too, and uh, I ended up being right. So. We did. We totally picked that. We picked up that one long before I anybody certainly else. certainly did. But, um. All right. So, anyway, she blushes. Good thing it was too dim no, for the camera. No, she hopes it was too dim. I don't, oh, I don't, so sorry. I don't know that it was, but but he makes her blush. And so, seriously, you know, you, you in 11 years, you never saw another girl. No, I saw I him. I saw him. He's yeah. a boy. He saw him. But none of them made an impression. Yeah. And she's like, well, what do you, what's your mother going to think? I'm a girl from the seam. Mm-hmm. But if we make it home, you're going to be a girl from Victor's Village. That well, And here's where we get. And this is the part I love. It's like, wait a second. You mean Hamish? He's going to be our neighbor? <laughs> right. <laughs> Our only neighbor. Our only neighbor, right? Mm-hmm. It'll be the two of them and and Hamage. and what a I, I love. He's like picnics and you know. Well, Katniss talks about the fact that he, her mom and Prim will come live with her at mm-hmm. the village. You know, at the house in the vil- right. Victor's village. Does this mean that Peta's dad and family? Would, I wonder would move into Victor's village as well. And if so, how interesting would it be with? Well, no, they'd have know, to stay Miss, near the bakery, though. What What about Mrs. Melark? And- I'm pretty sure she's going to fall into the fire. <laughs> That's what the whole catching fire stands for. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Because I just picture her as this stout woman who's just going to fall into the fire and burn up. All right. Well, yep, there's some interesting banter back and forth about, you know, who hates who or who hate Hamish hit, hates more and blah, blah, blah. Um, let's see any. So, what? but that is funny. That, it is. That's, it's that's, good banter. That's good banter. This is, this is where, you know, this whole, um, with him telling her the story and, um, of the first time he saw her and, and his, his father pointing her out and then telling him that, you know, I wanted to marry her mother, but you know, and then this talking about Hamage and this is like they're kids, you know, this was that conversation I was talking about. They're, they're just kids, mm-hmm. you know, who are thrown into this crap by people who are sick and disgusting. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and it, and so anyway, but, um, so, you know, I had a, if you don't mind, I have a, yeah. I had a thought that came to my mind. You Uh-oh. remember. You remember how we were talking about... Uh, Those usually get me in trouble. I know. No, yeah. this one won't. <laughs> okay. You remember they, they mentioned how, you know, previous places where uh, the arenas have been held, yes. that they're tourist, yes. you know, attractions and yes. people... What, what, what else did they say? The people could stay there and stuff? Oh, yeah. But, you mean, can go stay and visit where, where tributes died and all that kind yeah, of so, stuff. Yeah. So I was thinking of that. It's like, I wonder, do they have like, you know how here they have Civil War enact- reenactments? Oh. 
I wonder yeah, if people that'd be pay, creepy. I, I know, but it, I mean, this is how crazy those people are. I wonder if they Seriously go and are. people in the Capitol like pretend, you know, it's like they go to the arena where, you know, the, you know, Hunger Games, you know, the 72nd Hunger Games two mm-hmm. years ago were. And, and they're actually actually out there reenacting that that event and that would make them truly disgusting well i think they are truly disgusting i agree with you i I think they are too and and when i think about the rebellion and stuff like that well never mind i don't want to get too political but i can definitely see some of the motivations for suzanne collins to write this book absolutely yeah right there's there's quite a bit of that that's the one thing i'm what because i'm actually following uh the pound or the hashtag uh, which is, you know, pound Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. So I, I followed the hashtag for Hunger Games on on TweetDeck. And I'm just watching all these people. I mean, literally thousands of people tweeting all day long. Uh, and I don't watch all. I don't read all of them. But I, I, I do at the, you know, a couple times a day. I'll, I'll take a break and just see what people are saying. And the th- one comment I see over and over and over again is, wow, just how it's scary just how real this could be. Right. Absolutely. You know, that, yeah. that we're really not that far, far away up. from something like this from uh, happening. Crazy. And uh, it doesn't surprise me that, that it's very similar to things you hear about in other areas. Areas, right, right. Anyway. So they start to contemplate, well, how do you think Hamage won the game? I love this. This is the very first time they think of Hamage as somebody who isn't drunk. Isn't just the drunk. Yeah. Right. They th- it's like, wait a second. Here's how he did it. Yeah. He outsmarted them all. He outsmarted them. That of course. Yeah. And and I loved that um you know he he really thought of I love that they said, "You know what? It I I wonder if maybe he's sobered up during these games to to help to us make sure win. that right. we're here to right. make sure that we can we have a chance." But this to, is probably the, the same first time that he had. This is probably the first time in many years that he's had tribute still alive at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, so I would imagine he has sobered up and he's like Dude, these two can make it. <laughs> well, of course, there's you know? only there's only what four of them at this point. Yes, until right or, now in the story yes. where Thresh ends up dying. Yeah, they they see they they don't hear the cannon because of thunder, but mm-hmm. they see him in the sky at night. Yeah, so yeah. they assume that either Cato or Foxface must have gotten to him. Yeah, and again, um, Katniss. Uh, which Although obviously, they assume that it, they, it, it's Cato because, because Foxface is just basically outsmarting you know, them all. Yeah, she yeah. she she is like clever. She she pretty much stays in the background and she she just right. that's, that's her strategy. I just and there's be a the, point where where Katniss is like, I'm still mad at her for thinking of hiding in the cornucopia and I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm still that, mad at her for that. I love I love the the thought uh, that um, Katniss gave, and we'll have to skip those notes when we get to it. But where she talks about. You know, I've been trying really hard not to underestimate, mm-hmm. you know, the other opponents. But, but there are times when I overestimate Estimate them. And that's that's equally as dangerous. Absolutely. And I love how much thought she gave to just how brilliant and intelligent and smart Foxface was. Right. Because, um, well, you know, we, we, is it in Chapter 23 that we find out what happens to her? Or is that 24? Let's move on. We'll, we'll talk it's about coming. it when we get It's there. coming. So, so Thresh is one dead. One of my favorite things about Fox Faces and is is coming up. So let's let's Thresh is dead. You know, big guys down. Um, obviously, this is where she has to hide her emotions again, right? But this is where she actually starts talk. No, this 
When does she start telling Peta about all the things that he's missed? It should have been after she wakes up with the cut on her head, which was at the beginning of chapter two. So we never twenty two. Isn't we that, never talked about that in the last episode? I think we. Well, no, not in the last episode. It was in this. Episode. I mean, this episode that in the last chapter. So anyway, she she had to talk about those things. She had to tell about Rue. She right. had to tell about you know all this other stuff, and. Um, yeah, anyway, it, it, it's gone now. Whatever I was going to say is is now gone. Okay. All right. No one will understand my sorrow that th- at, Thrash's, uh, at Thrush's murder. And this is the first time she calls it murder. Mm. You know, she's like, murder. That's exactly what this is. But, but why saying she... that out loud is not. Why doesn't she think people would understand her sorrow? Because weren't they there? Did they? I mean, wouldn't. I mean, you've got hand to hand combat. Or well, person to person combat, and and you've just seen Thresh completely, you know, crush the skull of uh, Clove, Clove, and then he's pinned um, Katniss down, and what? No? He didn't pin her down. She no? was just on the ground under. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Clove he, was Clove the was, one. Clove was okay. Who had her pinned down? Clove was okay. So Clove, Clove had her pinned down, but then he kills Clove, and then she's there, and he's there. Mm-hmm. And he ends up letting her go. I mean, every word of that, every single minute of that had to have been there. These are also the people who find enjoyment in watching children kill each other. But They're I, not going to. No, I agree with her. I Okay. I, I was just going to say the the whole conversation of her saying what they did. I mean, I mean, these people can't be so stupid that they. They're not. I mean, we're talking about how, you know, oh, they're going to see the flowers. They're going to know this. They're going to see the gift. What a form of rebellion it was for District 11 to send me the gift. This is sending a message to the people, you know, and and I think the people in the districts absolutely would understand. Okay, she's talking about the people of the capital. Okay. Who the games are actually made for. It's so basically it's for the the people, you know, the the sponsors. Right. Maybe they wouldn't understand. Right. She's gone soft. Yeah, that's okay. That, and who's going to sponsor me if I've gone soft? Gotcha. Okay. So she so has to do a she has yeah. to do a quiet goodbye. She lays down and covers up her head and and yeah. has a quiet goodbye for I the love, boy who she, saved her life. Yeah, and she almost I don't know if uh, they didn't say it as a as a word of prayer or anything like that, but it was almost Yeah. It almost felt like that. It's like, you know, she 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 was thankful she for him. She thanked him. Yeah. yeah. I, I liked it. It loved was good. It. Yep. Loved it. So this is the soft life we, yeah. we've already kind of, you know, mm-hmm. as the, it was the. I love that she, she talks about, it's like, well, what would I do if, if, you know, if I win? I know my What's life li- has always been, you know, I am who I am because of who, what I've always done. And, and I, what I do in my life is try to survive by getting food for my family. Right. My entire life revolves around. The acquisition of food. Yeah. If I don't have to do that. Then who am I? Who am I? What am I going to do all day? Yeah. I, I, I like that she thought that because it, it's kind of like, you know, I, I understand that because, you know, I went from being a working mom to a stay at home. I'm like, what am I going to do all day? Mm-hmm. You know, um, when you started working from home, I, that that changed, you know, my I'm like, what am I going to do all day? And and so I get that, you know, what am I going to do with my life now? How cool it would be to live and to go home and, you know, get a new house. And all, But what am I going to do with my time? How am I, you know? Right. I think she would still provide food for those. I think that she would start a rebellion. 
Ah, oh, that seems dun, like dun, the dun. perfect thing for her to do. So, um, who will, um, who will Peta transform into? Yeah, if we make it home. Yeah, who will I be? But heck, who's Peta gonna be? Who who will he be? You know, yep. well, we'll be friends, right? Yeah, I mean, cer- we're gonna be good friends. Certainly, we're not gonna get married because there's no way. I'm. I don't care how I feel about Peta. I don't care how I feel about Gail. Uh, I'm not getting married. I will not risk bringing a child into this world because, right, because it doesn't it, matter if I'm a victor or not. I can't save my child from being put into that, you know, glass ball. Right. So I, I get that. I, I truly do. But I think that PETA has to be the one person who would understand that. And here's where she actually calls him a liar in her mind. Yes. You know, it's like, I, I just, I still don't trust this, this kid. <laughs> because I, I, all I, of Panem believe me, he's in love with me. Yeah. And I'm, I'm tempted to believe it myself. From time right. to time. It's like, duh. Seriously. All right. Come on, girl. Come yeah. on. So anyway, and of course, but she, she's she, sitting her, there watching Pete asleep yeah. as she's having this whole conversation. She's like, I can feel Gail's gray eyes watching me mm-hmm. watch Peta. Yeah. And um, so then the next day they go out hunting and he's very loud, noisy hunter. I love they're going back leg. and forth. I love the bickering. And I love the whole, you know, she's thinking about his ego. No, that's not going to work. Yeah, and yeah. Just how they carefully, you know, they're just... And he brings... He's the one who actually brings it up. Yeah. You know, I'll stay here. You go hunt. Mm-hmm. And so they work up the signal and... and um, but So she, she realizes that he hasn't answered her call yep. in a while. And so she goes back. And so she freaks out. Well, first she starts to panic. Yeah. And runs back. Mm-hmm. And and he's there, but she's like she's like furious now. And she finds the food just sitting there alone. You ate without me. He's like, no, I well, didn't. Well, well, before she didn't notice that just then. Not just then. I mean, she she, she, she picked he, a fight. He comes over. out of the woods, at, at, you know, from where from the stream. He said, "I found some berries. Yeah, you know, some more berries down by the uh, the stream." And so he's bringing those back, and he, I guess he's been picking them for a while and bringing them back and going back for more and bringing them back. And uh, I love this part. Although, you know, I have to imagine Katniss. It's like, okay, I get that she's naive about boys. Okay. All right. But one of this is the one place if if I can be critical of anything, because I've not been critical of anything in this book so far. No. But if I could be critical of one thing, I just I, I just have to completely disagree with how this went down in in chapter 23. Because she noticed that the, you know, somebody had taken a bite out of the cheese. All right. She noticed that. She says to him, I can't believe you started to eat without me. He says, I didn't do it. And it's like, wait a second. Food over here by itself. And you've been, you know, you've been over here and you didn't eat it. She should have taken his word. And she should have immediately said, we got trouble. Okay, I don't think so. Because her emotions were already heightened because she thought something had happened to him. Uh-huh. Um, I can speak as a female and say we don't really think clearly when we're emotional. Gotcha. You should have been married long enough to me to come to this conclusion on your own as well. Okay. But... Maybe not. I don't but know. But I, I know. Just, I think that her emotions were, she was just, I don't think she kind of expected to feel the way she did when. Yeah. 
she thought that something had happened to him either. Right. You know? Yep. So, so no, I don't think, and, but she even admits later, I should have come to that conclusion quicker. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But I'm telling you, like it was a, her emotions I that knew immediately. It. As soon as she said, you ate without me, because in my mind, he wouldn't. There's no way PETA would have done that. Right. And so to, as soon as she asked the question, as soon as she mentioned the cheese that somebody had eaten that, uh, that, that portion, there's no, it's like, hello, do you not know that fox face is right she there. She does know, but what she doesn't, um, I, I really, I think that it's it was her emotions blocking her sense of okay. I'll, I'll give conclusion. you that. I will give you that. All right. <laughs> I, I think that you know, had she thought of him as still as just you know the the other tribute from her district. Mm-hmm. She would have come to that conclusion faster. Well, but then all of a didn't. sudden we hear the cannon. Well, hold on. The the change in her behavior okay. is that, you know, you ate without me. No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not even mad about it. But I just really want something else to be mad about. Right. <laughs> I really don't even care. I just want something to be mad about. Right. That's something that a wife or a girlfriend would say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. All, all right. right. And then there were three. So there are three. Now, um, th- here's the Fox thing. Fox face goes down. You know, well, exactly. And, and of course, you know, Katniss knows immediately what's happened here. She before before the cannon goes off, she's already smelled the berry. She's looked at the crushed them up and she's like, no, she even hears the voice of her father. Yep. And she's like, no, th- these are poison. And when I, I love at first, you know, she's like, oh, my gosh, cannon, then Cato must be nearby. But she goes. No, no, it's no, the berries. It, right, it's the berries. He says Cato must be nearby. And right, she, no, she was your kill. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you you killed. And so anyway, it was um, it it was it was a moment. I, and here's and here's the point that I was going to get to earlier, and I and I'll wait. For, I waited for now, but I this is my favorite thing about Foxface. I love how Katniss says, "You know what? Had we actually picked those poison berries." And, and predetermined to do that. And it on was purpose, our plan and our purpose. It. She would have seen something in body language. She would have, she would have observed something and she would have known to avoid right. those barriers. It was Peter's ignorance. It was his ignorance is the fact that he didn't, there was, there was no clue to be had right. that those were poison because he, she assumed that, that Katniss would have given him instructions to go pick these berries right. and, that and the way his body language communicated what he was doing that that this was real he was really preparing food and he right so i loved that she like there's no way we could have fooled her into this but she's like we can so take her pack and fool this other guy because he's not all that smart i've been thinking about this i wonder if he's even all sane yeah (laughs) like for real. The way he was beating that ground, he <laughs> so came people unhinged. really do pull their hair out, you know? He right. came unhinged. It's like the other people, the other, they were upset. Yeah. He's just not right. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's a little so two the, fries short of a Happy Meal. Well, you know the what thing I mean. is, is now that the cannon's gone off and the, 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 whatchamacallit, the hovercraft has come yeah. and taken, uh, uh, Fox face away. They know that that Cato's going to know where they're at and yeah. and stuff like that. So let's build a fire. Let's eat. Let you know we we still should we do that? Well, you know what? If he's coming, he's coming. We'll be ready. If not, then then not. But mm-hmm. they they actually they go back to the cave, and um, 
which she's annoyed at at first to to have to go back to the cave because they traveled quite quite a bit away from it. But um, she's like, you know what? Peter doesn't ask for much. I've been kind of snippy to him all day. Mm-hmm. How's that working in this whole? You know, we're madly in love. <laughs> yeah. Thing and so you know, yes, okay. We're gonna go back to the cave. They spend another night in the cave, and they wake up with the sense that today's, today's the, the day. day. The game makers are going to drive us together. I wonder how they're going to do it. Today is the day. Um, whether I leave dead or alive, I'm leaving the arena today. Yeah. And and so um, so they wake up and they've they've drained the stream. It, it's bone dry. Yeah. And, and the uh, pond. And and the pond. There's there's no. They want us at the lake. That's where they want us. And so they head to the lake, and. Um, and so I love that she is, she's like, here it is. This is like the whole, the whole thing has been about this. The other 22, tri- 21 tributes have been just kind of a waste of time because here's where the real games begin. Me and Kato. Me yeah. and Kato. But wait, I can't forget the boy that's beside me. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I'm kind of responsible for him now. I went looking for him. I need to make sure that instinct was a good one. Yeah. But um, so it's coming down to, to Katniss and Kato because I don't think Peta's still in any position to fight. Yeah. But so, uh, uh, so they sit out in the open. They don't hide. Yep. They sit out in the open. Um, the Mockingjays are singing Rue's song and just kind of sitting there. We'll wait for him for 30 more minutes. If, he's, if he doesn't show up, we'll, you know, we'll go hide, go disguise ourselves. And then Kato bursts through the trees running, but he's not running towards us. He's running from something. Yeah. And the fact that he's panting and sweating kind of says that he's been running for a long time. Well, uh, I love the fact that, you know, we think, okay, he's just charging them. And before we find out he's sweating, he's wearing armor. I'm thinking it's like, he's just, he's that's just going to. Th- that's probably the one thing he needed the most yeah. out of his pack. That's yeah, exactly. So anyway, um, he's running from something, and of course, we see that there's this big, huge, gigantic uh, animal coming after him, and then there is, what, a dozen other like it, or half dozen? And then she something makes like a huge mistake. <laughs> Seriously, no thought other than saving myself. What's Weren't that? you just talking about the boy beside you? Yeah. Now you have no other thought but saving yourself? Of course. It's all about. Come it's, on, hey, no, 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 no! It's all about putting the air mask over your own, over your right, own yeah, face whatever, first. Yeah, whatever, whatever. I love the way you try to excuse away your behavior. <laughs> the uh, boy with the bum leg who now has to run from these creatures, <laughs> and you take off with no thought but yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think the important thing, I don't think that that's what she's really I don't meaning. either. I I'm, think she was thinking, you know, I, my thought's not so much in concern of Kato. Kato, but right. You know, but she's still she's got her, run. she's still got her bows and bow and arrows and yeah. she's going to pick off a couple of those things and. I know. Just giving her a hard time. I know. I know. Anyway, my friends, that is going to wrap it up for this episode of the Hunger Games Fan Podcast. Stay tuned. We will be back in just a few more days with our final episode for The Hunger Games as far as our reactions to reading the book for the first time all the way through. And uh, I'm thinking, uh, Stephanie, we need to... We'll, t- well, we'll talk offline. I've got some ideas. Okay. Some fun stuff. Fun stuff, huh? Fun stuff. Anyway, folks, uh, thank you for uh, going into iTunes and subscribing 
there. Uh, of course, uh, we are rising up the ranks of the uh, literature podcast. I think we have been in the top 25 now for uh, several days and and uh, want to say thank you to each and every one of you who have given us your reviews on iTunes and also given us those uh, starred ratings. Those things help us out. And uh, it's a great way to uh, get us featured on the iTunes store. And, of course, the only reason that's important to us is not so much to beat other people out, but to bring exposure to what happens here at gspn.tv. Hey, listen to this, Stephanie. We have, uh, matter of fact, just today, I just added somebody to gspncommunity.com who just signed up, and she actually says she heard about us through the Hunger Games podcast. And I think that is totally awesome. And uh, so I recognize right now there are literally thousands of people who are listening to this episode who have never heard of gspn.tv before. If you've never heard of gspn.tv, will you do us a favor? Will you go to gspn.tv slash plus and listen to the testimonials? There's a bunch of audio testimonials. Don't listen to it because we're asking you to become a contributing member of our plus membership. You know, we don't even want you to do that until you feel like you've we've benefited or anything like that. So, But the, I just want you to please understand that there's something deeper here that we're doing with GSPN more than just creating entertaining podcasts, which that's a big part of what we're doing. But we want you to understand we're a part of so something so much bigger. It is called the community, my friends. And that's why we do everything we do. So check out gspn.tv slash plus. Just read about it. And then uh, join the community. Head over to gspn.tv. The main page actually says 10... I think there's like nine or ten ways that talk about how you can join the community and what that means and all that good stuff. So, fun, fun, fun. I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on the fact that I get to read the book twice while you're in New York next week. Twice. You're going to read it <laughs> twice. I'll read it once through myself and then I'll go back and read it again and take notes. You, I, I, That does not surprise me. Anyway, my friends, thank you very much and we will be back again very soon. And until next time, we encourage you to... Join the community. community.